Hey, good morning, everybody. Uh, Pastor Brian here from Streamsong Church. Welcome to the uh, For the Town podcast. On this podcast, we really seek to uh, discover uh, the God-given creativity, the abilities, the skills, and the passions of people and leaders in the Doylestown Central Bucks community. And uh, to do this, we, we interview lots of different people. We interview people in healthcare, people in governance, people in uh, the small business owners, we interview educators and uh, all kinds of people, entrepreneurs. So uh, today on the show, uh, we have Robert Mancini, uh, who uh, has a practice uh, in the Doylestown community. Um, uh, he is an attorney. Uh, Robert, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Pastor. How are you? Good. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Uh, can you start off just by uh, introducing yourself? And uh, man, do you, do you have a family? Do you have kids? Uh, are you married? Uh, yes. Um, I am married uh, with three kids. And uh, I live in the Doylestown area. And I've been here since uh, 1999 when I started uh, my career here with the Bucks County District Attorney's Office. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So you, uh, wow, you have, you have three kids. Uh, my wife and I, we have two kids, two daughters, uh, their ages five and three. I I'm curious, uh, you know, in raising three kids, um, it's kind of crazy in our house. What, what have you learned, um, in all of that process? Crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. And, you know, each one of them has a different personality mm. and, um, yeah, it's 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 a lot of work. Unless you've done it, um, you know. I I would tell you this: like I look at people that's that are single parents and have sometimes three kids with no help, and I do not know how they do it because uh, it, it's a handful for two people, two people with three kids. Um, so I really have a newfound respect for people that raise children on their own after having three kids and. Uh, seeing how much work it is yeah yeah my wife and i we, we talk about that sometimes um we just can't imagine uh, uh solo parenting uh our heart goes out to those folks um who are in that position it's uh it's really tough so yeah you so you've lived uh, in doylestown since uh 1999 uh i guess you've seen probably a lot um for the past 20 years or so uh yeah, what, what, how has Doylestown, in your perspective, uh, changed over the last 20 years? Or maybe it hasn't changed very much. Uh, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see that it really has. Um, uh, you know, I, I lived in the borough when I worked for the district attorney's office, and I moved out of the borough for a bit, and then I came back to the borough. But I think it's always just been like a bustling, vibrant place, uh, like with a, a nice walking community, which my wife enjoys. And I, I like that as well. Um, I, it's, yeah, I, I, I've, I, I'll say this. I, I think since I've, I liked it the minute I came here and I'd never even heard of Doylestown before 1999. So I was sold as soon as I came to the town and I've been happy here ever since. So I, like I was already happy. So no matter what they did was going to be good for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you, uh, what, what do you, um, what are some of your favorite things about Doylestown? Well, walking to work. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Walking to the courthouse, uh, taking my bike to a restaurant to get takeout, uh, 
taking my bike to the YMCA. Um, my church is in town. Um, yeah, you, you don't have to leave. Uh, in driving, you know, I don't mind driving, uh, but if, if I could not drive, I prefer that. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, one of the things I appreciate about Doylestown, and I would imagine um, it's one of, one of those towns that I, I feel like maybe it, it hasn't changed all that much over the years. And maybe it's, um, it's uh, they're intentional about that. Um, there's a small town vibe to it, um, a tight knit community. Uh, and you don't really want to like go too far away from that because that's really special uh, about Doylestown. So um, I'm sure it's changed in ways, but I'm sure in a lot of ways it hasn't changed, which is a, a good thing. I think, yeah, one of the things that uh, could have made the borough change is when they were discussing a new location for the uh, Justice Center. And mm. there was talk of putting it down on 611, would have been, which would have been much, much cheaper than what they did. Uh, but the business owners, mostly, um, were dead set against it because they felt, well, of course, they, they want people to come to the courthouse, so they frequent their businesses. Uh, all the restaurant owners know that a large portion of their uh, income is from jurors. Uh, so had the courthouse moved out of town, uh, I think that that may have changed the uh, atmosphere. Yeah, I can see that, uh, that possibility. Where, where did you, uh, so you moved to Doylestown in 1999. Where did you grow up? Uh, Pittsburgh. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh. Yep. I, I have family that they live in Oakmont, which is yeah. just outside Pittsburgh. I know, of course, it's right off the turnpike. It's where the, one of the Masters tournaments is in Oakmont. Oakmont yeah. Country is very famous. Yeah, my, uh, my wife's side of the family, some of them are members at Oakmont Country Club. So, oh, wow. yeah, I get to play uh, one free round of golf every year there. <laughs> oh, that's a treat. Yeah, it is a treat. It's, it's awesome. Um, yeah, what are, uh, I'm curious, so uh, I like to ask people, um, what, what's like your favorite restaurant in Doylestown? Um, Melagrano, mm. Bill Melagrano. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great. How about, do you have, do you have any, uh, do you have any hobbies? Do you have any activities? What do you like to do besides, uh, uh, you know, your occupation? Uh, I'm kind of a fitness buff a little bit. Yeah, I enjoy I enjoy working out, running, weightlifting. Um, before I had kids, I used to uh, take art classes at a place down in Philadelphia called Studio and Cominati, which is a a school which uh, teaches uh, like the Renaissance techniques of painting, very real, very realistic, uh, structured. Uh, demanding um, type curriculum and uh, I, I used to love that I used to love to paint um, draw but uh, with three kids and I also I'm an adjunct instructor at the community college so when you add all that together there's very little time to indulge in uh, painting yeah do you anticipate someday uh, getting back to that I I fantasize about it and dream about it and think someday like I'll have my own studio and I'll be able to like, you know, paint things and get back into it and sharpen my skills and get better and better and better. Um, who knows? Yeah. I would love it, but I mean, my kids are young, so it's going to be, 
It won't be tomorrow. Yeah. How old are they? Eight, five, and three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty young. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I, I, was, I joke with my wife. Um, probably the only thing that I do for myself uh, pretty much since we started having kids is uh, work out. <laughs> All right. So I'm the same. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the YMCA, uh, weightlifting and working out. Um, I actually, I've actually lost almost 40 pounds since, uh, Thanksgiving, 2018. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's pretty wild. I'm stronger and healthier than I've ever been in my entire life. So, uh, it's the only thing I do for myself pretty much. And it's important. So we're, we're on the same page on that. I thrive on it. My wife knows it's important to me and I just, I really enjoy, you know, keeping on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. Man, uh, I, I'd love to get into what you do. Um, uh, I'm fascinated. Uh, I don't know much about, you know, lawyers and just kind of the ins and outs. Um, explain, uh, can you explain like your process over the years? How did you, how did you get into what you, what you're doing? Like, is this something that you wanted to do from, you know, since uh, in, in your early days, as a, maybe as a teenager, or how did this come about? Uh, no, actually, I had no interest or even idea that I could ever be a lawyer. Um, no one in my family uh, had gone past high school, but I, I went to college and I studied secondary education and I wanted mm -hmm. to be a history teacher. And I did my student teaching. I found I didn't like it. So... I, I got a job in sales, uh, and I and I worked at that, and I got promoted a few times, and I enjoyed it. But I didn't, I wasn't thrilled about it. I was a sales manager, then a general manager, so I I thought I'd like to go back to school. Uh, so then I I went and I got a master's degree in political science, mm. and you really can't do anything with a master's degree in political science. So a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine, said, "Did you ever think about law school?" And I hadn't. Uh, because I just assumed, you know, lawyers were being a lawyer would be out of my league. People, you know, lawyers are super smart, uh, people that are, you know, from a different world. Um, but I was single at the time and didn't have any kids. So I just tried it. I took the LSATs and I applied and I got into a law school. Uh, and then I, I went through law school and I enjoyed it and I did well and I thrived. And then in law school, I worked for uh, the district attorney's office in Chester County. And then after law school, I got a job in the Bucks County DA's office. And I did that for six years. I loved it. Uh, but after six years, I realized, okay, there's not much more you can do. Well, there's plenty you can do as a prosecutor, but I, I had done a number of the things that most prosecutors do after six years. Mm. So the only other thing to do after that is really not the only thing, but a lot of people go into criminal defense. Uh, and that's what I did. I've been doing that, uh, since 2005 and that's how I got here. So it really was just kind of a fluke that I, that I get into law. Yeah. So, uh, do you find yourself, um, you know, did you love what you do? Um, have you grown like a passion for it? I, I really, I really like a lot of the people I represent. Mm -hmm. Um, and I like helping people. Um, and I feel as though I get good results for people. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like, am I up at night thinking like I'm going to, 
you know, I don't know, write some law review article or, or I'm, I'm going to, you know, have this case that gets published and, you know, I did X, Y, or Z. No, I'm, I'm not like that type of person. Um, I just, I just stay focused on the people that I represent. Mm -hmm. And uh, my success is like what I enjoy is when like I've had people that I've represented 10 years ago that still come up to see me uh, mm. that are doing well mm. and just bring me a cup of coffee and say, Hey, blah, blah, blah. I mean that the relationships are what I enjoy. I can't say that everybody that I represent, uh, I feel that way about, I've had, there've been plenty of people that, you know, I want to jump out of that window when they call. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, I usually, I always, uh, try to be kind to people. Um, and so that is what I enjoy. Yeah, no, I really appreciate that. I mean, there's that foundational uh, passion for just wanting to be a help to people and to serve people. And uh, you can do that uh, thousands of ways. So the question is, okay, how do I go about best helping people based on who I am and whatever skills that I have? Um, and uh, that really sounds like you've landed there. That's pretty awesome. I really appreciate that. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, what are, what are you, uh, I would love to, you know, what are some like kind of misconceptions would you say um, about lawyers? Uh, well, the, a, a misconception about a criminal defense attorney is mm -hmm. that they are constantly getting uh, people um, out of things that they've done. Mm. Uh, because that's, you know, kind of what you see on television. Um, but that is not, that's not at all what it is. I, I'm, and, and some lawyers do that, but no lawyers are doing that all the time. Right? Mm -hmm. very, very few people that walk through that door right there are, are actually innocent. Mm. It does happen, but it's, it's, it's really rare. Now, there are plenty of people that walk through that door that the police said they've done this, X, Y, and Z, but maybe they've only done Y and Z. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's why when you do get a person that's actually innocent, it's really heavy um, mm -hmm. because you're like, this is for real. Um, but, but yeah, so most people come here and say, look, I'm caught. I confessed. I did it. Uh, I just want to make it better. Um, mm -hmm. Can you help me out? Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine, you know, to be a lawyer, um, cause you're kind of on a personal sensitive ground with other people. And um, I would imagine that you'd have to be like really patient, you know, like, are you a, are you a naturally very patient person to walk with these people? No, <laughs> I'm an inpatient yeah. Italian from Pittsburgh whose family was inpatient. Uh, you know, I'm one of these people that grew up like in my house, if you spilled, you know, some milk, it was a nine one one. Yeah. Uh, so over the years I've had to teach myself to kind of, you know, slow down and be patient with people. Uh, and it, you can imagine the people that come in my office are sometimes active drug users, uh, serious mental health problems, uh, have anger issues. So it's, um, but I feel like I can be patient with strangers for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Harder, harder with people that, that, you know, that, yeah. yeah. I get that. I, I'm generally a patient person, but I find myself with my own kids. I, for some reason, I'm like really impatient. Um, you know, it's crazy. I, I don't Yeah, I don't know about my kids. I, sometimes yes, sometimes no. I'd have to ask my wife because I can't be objective about myself with my kids. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I understand that. Uh, I guess like I'm imagining kind of like your process and what you do. Um, and I would, I don't know, like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I would imagine, uh, the, in trying to be patient with clients and, uh, is there like a, um, a process that you have to stick to and it's like kind of a step-by-step process and you kind of allow that to steer the ship? Um, No, no, not at all. I'm not that, I'm not that analytical. I'm more just kind of right-brained and just kind of feel the person out and do my best to listen and try to like bring the person down and um, really just kind of be supportive and talk people down. I mean, that's the big thing. So, you know, people really are really concerned about things that in the big scheme of things aren't that big. And Mm. if you help people put things in perspective, uh, they just appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can imagine that. What do you, what do you love? uh, What do you least enjoy about your job? Uh, when I think that I should get a certain result and I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I can appreciate that. That happens probably more frequently than I would like it to <laughs> Right. with a lot of different things. Right. Um, yeah, I'm curious, you know, uh, uh, I, I love to ask, you know, we've talked a little bit about, about what you do and, um, what, what's like, a What's a, can you share like a success story, you know, that you really, I don't know how much you can divulge about clients, but you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can share, you know, I can tell you things that have happened without giving anybody's name, but I represented a guy. It may have been, it's gotta be pushing 10 years. Um, and he had a really, really serious bad drug problem. And uh, I, I got him out of, he, he was picked up on a bench warrant. And his mother came to see me and uh, I got him out and um, he completely turned his life around and he uh, is just doing great now. And uh, he's a success story in many ways. And uh, we still stay in touch. Uh, You know, I I just clicked with him right at the beginning. Um, And, you know, when you see people that you've helped kind of get out of a low point, uh, and they stay in your life. Um, that's, that's nice. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. Uh, how about, do you have a, do you have another success story that really, you know, comes up in your mind on the spot like this? Um, nothing in particular, Mm -hmm. but there are plenty of people like that, that I just explained. Yeah, people that I've represented that were really in a a bad spot who I still hear from from time to time, Mm -hmm. you know, Hey Rob, what's going on? You know, uh, you know, I'm having a baby. Uh, my, my aunt, you know, is getting divorced. Can you refer a lawyer or Mm -hmm. just things like that? Just people that I've met over the last 14 years of doing this that, uh, have stayed in touch. And I, that, I mean, that's a compliment. Uh, that's, that's, flattering when uh because people don't stay in touch if you don't really have a connection with someone you're not family or friends people just kind of move on uh but there are people even people that i don't think that i got a great result for um especially at the time that have come back to me 
and have said like, Hey, I have a friend who needs a lawyer and you did a great job for me. And I'm, and I think like, Ooh, I didn't think I did a great job for you. Mm-hmm. In fact, I thought it wasn't, I could have done much better for you. Um, and those people come back now on the, you know, on the same, on the other hand, there are people that you move heaven and earth for that don't appreciate it. Don't, don't think you did much of anything. Um, but so what? That's life. I mean, I, I know in here mm-hmm. you got a great result because I've been doing it for 20 years. I mean, when people come to my office um, and, you know, I'm interviewing them and they start telling me how it works and how it should be, um, you know, sometimes very gently I'll say, what do you do for a living? And they, they're taken back because they think I'm going to insult them, which I'm not. And, and they, they say, I'm whatever, I'm an electrician. And I say, okay, if I have an electrical problem in my house, I don't begin to try to solve it. I don't act like I know what I'm doing and I wouldn't attempt to do it. I would go to a guy like you. You're coming to a person like me because this is what I do day in and day out. I am, I, I, so you should take my advice. And that usually, yeah. that usually huh. brings people around. Yeah, no. I don't, use that, I don't use that often because it because it's because you sound you you sound condescending, which is not meant to be. But people take you know you don't want someone to take it that way. Sure. Yeah. No, I totally understand. Do you, do you get like lots of clients? Um, I mean, Bucks County is such a large county. I feel like. Um, I mean, do you get clients from all over the place in Bucks County? Or sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Top to bottom. Yeah. I would I would say mostly Central Bucks though. Mostly. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think there's, you know, it's, it's a geographic thing. I think a lot of people just know a lawyer, you know, somewhat closer. But I get people from Quakertown. I get people from Ottsville. I get people from Levittown. Um, so, yeah, I get clients from all over the county. Yeah, I would have imagined, like, more from, like, uh, lower bucks, just because it seems like more populated down there, because you get closer to Philly and Levittown. And- not really. Not really. It's, I would say most, most of my clients, again, are probably from like Newtown to Percocet to Doylestown. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Man, so uh, what, what are some ways, uh, Jenny, when she recommended me to you, um, you know, she said, you should really talk to Robert Mancini. And uh, she said that uh, she really appreciates some of the ways that you've turned your work as a lawyer into a vehicle for philanthropy. Uh, or like a service to the community uh, or to the marginalized in the community. Now, when she said that, was she talking about just like the general work that you do for clients? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it had to be. Uh, But I think what what Jenny might say is like, so let's say someone comes in here and I represent them. Um, And I I do it, well, I'll just be gentle, but, but I do it for a very fair price. Let's just say that. And then the person, you know, comes back to me and has like a follow-up problem, a follow-up question, something else has come up. Like I always make sure I follow up with things. Uh, I don't just say, hey, I did that. It's over. Adios. Don't call me unless you have more money. Like I'm not, I don't do that. Like I just feel like customer service is incredibly important. And I, may, I think Jenny might mean that. And I'm accessible to people 24 hours a day. I get 911 calls all the time where I, where I help people out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not bragging. I'm not trying to say I'm Mother Teresa. But, but I think that's what Jenny means. Um, and that's how any good service business works. I mean, you just kind of got to always be there for somebody. And, you, you know, the follow-up's the hardest part. You know, when something, you know, 
something happens in court and something doesn't get put on like the judge's order and it just getting it fixed is a nightmare you have to find a district attorney that was in the courtroom you have to get an appointment with the judge and it's so so doing something like that is is difficult and takes a lot of work and you're not getting paid for something like that mm. and people don't see it you know they think well just call the judge and tell the judge to change it well it doesn't work like that um mm. but anyway J jenny probably is just referring to like my follow-up and being being around for people and and I think she probably just means that, you know, I'm patient with people. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm curious. Uh, um, oh, I had a question. I forgot it. <laughs> Join the club. Yeah, it happens sometimes. Yeah, I, I guess uh, the other question I had, too, was, um, you know, being the county seat of uh, Bucks County, uh, Doylestown, um, there's probably, um, there's several lawyers, um, in Doylestown. Um, I guess like, and you may have already answered it, but what, what just, I don't, I don't, I guess, I don't know if like being a lawyer is kind of like entrepreneurship where you have a practice and that's your business. Like you start that from the ground up and I, you know, part as part of it, like, like, how can I make myself different than other lawyers, like, uh, like a small business would? Like, is there, is there anything that makes you different from other lawyers um, that sets you apart? Or is that not how, really how it works? I don't think so. I, I, think, it's, I think it's relationships. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's uh, like word of mouth and people like being comfortable with me versus being comfortable with that, that person down the street. I mean, I'm not, I'm not the smartest guy out there. I'm not by mm -hmm. any means. Um, there's plenty of smarter lawyers than me. Um, but there, there, there are plenty of very smart lawyers, uh, that could never do private practice, mm -hmm. uh, because there's also like the skill of, of running a business. Um, so there are a lot of different, moving parts to it and being able to uh again like the follow-up like you know i have to you know i have to do everything like i do the bills i pay the rent i do this i do that uh whereas if you just work for like a firm you just walk in you work and when you leave at five that's it i mean i was talking to people on vacation mm. um so that's kind of the downside of that but back to your question i, I don't i don't have any special knowledge skills or brain power that it makes me anything special in my opinion. I think it's just, um, they're, they're, they're people that are very happy, uh, with lawyers that I don't think are standouts. I'll, I'll put it kindly. Mm -hmm. Uh, so you just never know. You never know. You just, you just rely on being nice to everybody as nice as you can, always being straight with people. Um, and doing the follow up. And, um, and you hope somebody, you know, you hope the phone rings. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you, um, encounter, um, you know, justice is such like a big topic these days. Um, and it probably always has been, um, I mean, do you encounter like injustices? Uh, I, I don't know. Is that, it, it could, I, it could, I could be asking a bad question or, or a badly worded question. Um, you know, yeah, no, like, I'll say this. Do I, do I think some people, uh, uh, 
get it, get like, um, is it ever like, is, is, is this particular person ever like unfairly treated or, or it gets like, I don't even know if it's unfairly treated because I, I don't, I don't see that people in particular are singled out the people that I represent, like for any particular reason, other than I would tell you this, there are people that have criminal histories mm -hmm. and the, everybody knows it and the police know it. And so the police just kind of watch them, especially in like small towns like Doylestown. Um, and you know, they're just, they don't get, have a clean slate like probably you would mm -hmm. uh, because the police, and here's the other thing. People don't realize that the police know more than you think they know. And here's why. So when somebody gets arrested for a crime and they get brought into a police station, they might spill their guts about what people are doing in the community, illegal things that people are doing. Now that in and of itself cannot lead to an arrest because just somebody coming in and saying that person's committing a crime. Okay. Well, the police need proof of it. Mm -hmm. So the police have all this information and they know what people are doing things that, that are illegal. So, then when they see that person going down the street and they follow them for six blocks for no reason, that person says, I'm just being targeted by the cops. Well, yes and no. You are, but they, they're not just picking you out of a phone book. There, there are people in the community, and I'll give an example, that are saying you're selling them drugs. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I probably didn't answer your questions, but... No, you did. I mean, it, it's, such like a, it's such a touchy subject. Um, you know, people, when it's actually happening to themselves, uh, injustice looks different than it does to a, a person outside of themselves. Well put. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess maybe because of the bias, the per, uh, you know, I don't know. Um, well, you can't be object. I mean, it's hard for you and I to be objective sometimes about what happens to us. Yeah. Um, and I, I could, you know, and again, this may be just personal bias, but if I, I don't have a record, if I had a long record, I, I wouldn't be shocked if, if police, you know, were following me and just kind of keeping tabs on me. Um, you might not be shocked, but I think you'd be offended. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially if you turned your life around. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good point. Good point. I'm curious, you know, during this time, um, and uh, it looks like we might be coming out of the pandemic, but maybe not. Um, I hope so. Yeah. How has how uh, uh, the pandemic, like, impacted you uh, personally? And kind of what are you learning in this unique time about yourself during this pandemic? Uh, I'm not built for retirement. Uh, <laughs> Because essentially for those, like for the three months or so, there were only emergency hearings that were going on. Mm. So I was pretty much just not in the office uh, and, you know, spending time at home. And I was like, it was hard. I, you know, I, I kept myself busy. I did a ton of yard work and I did other things, but um, the, the shock of it, see, I'm a, I'm, like a routine person. Like I like to get up every day. I like to mm -hmm. do the same thing. I do this, I do that. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm used to that. And I thrive on routine. So when, you know, when all of a sudden every, you know, everything just stopped, 
it was just a shock to my system. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I eventually got my head wrapped around it, like we all did. Um, but I think the hardest thing was just kind of how, how quickly it happened. Yeah, no, I can totally understand that. Um, the change in routine and the shock of all of that. Um, have you, you know, I guess in the Bucks County, we're now in the green phase. Um, are you, are you seeing, uh, your business, um, kind of back, uh, back yeah. on a trajectory upward? Yeah. I mean, I'm back to work, uh, full time. And, um, so yeah, it's, it, it's come, it's come around. I would say that. Yeah. Good. Good. I'm curious, you know, despite the pandemic, um, I like to ask, um, you know, what are, what are you grateful for, uh, despite this crazy, tough situation? Uh, I mean, I'm grateful for every single thing I have, Mm. Uh, you know, like the family, uh, my education, um, you know, my secretary, um, I don't know if she heard that. Um, just, just living in a place where I'm close to my office. You know, I don't really travel for work. I, I, there, I'm grateful for 10,000 things. I, I was actually, uh, during the pandemic, I also am an adjunct instructor at the community college. So I was still working. Um, so I still, you know, I had income and, you know, it was all online, but I'm used to teaching online anyway. So that, you know, people use the phrase all the time, but I'm blessed. Like there's no, no two ways about it. Um, I, you know, the things that I have just, are just, you know, I'm very fortunate. Yeah. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate everything. I don't, I don't take things for granted. Like that's Mm -hmm. not my nature to just assume that I deserve anything because you know, I don't. Um, Sure. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Um, What, what is, what's, what about, you know, what a, during this time, you know, it seems like for everybody, most people, um, things have kind of gone away. Um, maybe like hobbies or like, what have you missed during this time? Like what went away for you that, you know, you've missed the gym. Yeah. I was going to, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't ask me that question. Yep. Yep. Going to the why. So what did you do? What did you do uh, to kind of maintain? Uh, there's, I was running through town. I was lucky that I had bought in a couple 25 pound dumbbells, mm. um, that, um, because once the pandemic happened, you couldn't buy weights. Mm-hmm. They were all sold. Yes. The gym rat bought all the weights off. It was like a six week wait. So I still had some dumbbells and I had, uh, like I had some things. So I started doing more exercise outside. Um, and what really broke my heart is when they closed the, the track at the at Central Bucks West. Um, but that once they reopened that, that was like, I was in heaven. Um, so hands down, I missed the YMCA. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, I, I, I've been back to the Y now. Have you been back to the Y? No. no. Yep. I'm go- I'll, I'll try to get there this week for sure. Yeah. They have a good system down. Um, you know, you, you, when you're there, you really feel like they're, they're doing a good job of like screening and just making sure that, you know, everything is just as solid as it can be. Um, and you know, you feel comfortable and safe there. Um, so it's been so far so good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, uh, 
I, I bought some resistance bands uh, when the pandemic first hit, um, which was helpful. I, I already had some dumbbells and like you, and I borrowed some stuff from a neighbor. Uh, my neighbor happened to drop off and stop working out. So wow. I was like, hey, can I borrow your stuff? He's like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so oh, wow. yeah, I, was able to, I was able to get a, a pretty good amount of weight, uh, weight plates um, from him. That's good. So, yeah, it's been – I've, I've done okay for the pandemic. Um, Me too. That's how I would put it. I've done okay. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. Man, uh, I, really, I really appreciate your time. Um, I've actually – I you know, you may not think so, but I've learned quite a bit about, you know, uh, what you do and kind of uh, the ins and outs of it. Um, what are, I, I like to ask, you know, uh, what are some ways of – you know, people, you know, can, can help you or to walk alongside of you and what you do. Um, is there anything that, that people can do or not really? Not really. Yeah. I'm a one man show here. Yeah. Um, when I, when I'm stressed or going crazy about something, I nine times out of 10 talk to my secretary because she knows it. You know, if somebody is called 62 times in a day, <laughs> I can, you know, she and I can, you know, go back and forth about it. Um, rarely, rarely do I like bring stuff about work home because I just kind of want to leave it here. Like I'll, I'll be in my head about things sometimes, but I don't go home and talk to my wife about like, can you, I can't believe this person did this, or I can't believe this district attorney wouldn't give me this. Um, I, I try not to do that at all. Um, my kids pry or my oldest prize about trying to get things out of me about work, but it's just me, you know, me and me and, you know, my, my brain and, you know, my secretary and we have a couple interns that, you know, come in and out and do things from time to time. Yeah. You know, I, I just remembered that question I was going to ask earlier. <laughs> um, like, sure. I, do you, do you like reading? Do you have any favorite books? And what I'm specifically asking about is there's, there's been books out there about, you know, um, stories about lawyers. Um, Never. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like I, don't to, I, don't, I, don't, I don't read any crime lawyer type stuff. I don't watch any crime lawyer drama courtroom. None of that stuff. I don't do, I don't read anything like that. Um, I won't go into my reading thing, my reading taste. <laughs> yeah, it's very far from the from the law. Yeah, um, it's it's eclectic. I will just leave it at that. Well, what um, about at uh, least have you have you at least maybe read To Kill a Mockingbird or something like that? Like no, yeah, no. And I'm and, and listen, I'm not a dunce. I have a master's degree in history, a master's degree in political science. I have my law degree. I was a history major, undergrad. I could fill this room with the books that I've read. So don't think yeah. that, I, but, but no, I don't read any of that stuff. And I, because especially like when I'm done, when I walk out of here, like I want to be done with it. Yeah. I, I want to watch like something on television. Like I was watching this thing last night, these guys fish for tuna in the outer banks. Like mm -hmm. I want no, I don't want any like uh, heavy material in my life. When I, when I walk through that door, I want to go to the gym. I'm going to cook dinner. I want to play with the kids, uh, maybe go for a walk and watch some mindless television show. Um, and that's it. 
uh, maybe read, you know, been reading about this, um, like this artist from New England, Henry Henchy. Uh, so that, yeah, so I, I'll read something like that. Yeah, no, I really appreciate that. Um, you, you turn it off. Um, you, you kind of, cre you create that, uh, that space. Um, Same with politics. I don't want to hear anything about politics. Yeah. I, watch, I try not to watch the news. It's too depressing and, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Well, what, what show are you watching right now? What's uh what's a show that you're watching right now? I just watched, I, I did, I watch all of those and they're, they're ridiculous. <laughs> I watch, I watch those shows where they're like either fishing or the moonshiners. I don't even know if that's on anymore. Um, but I just watch junk. Like I watch, um, there was a show on called Amish mafia. Okay. It was, it was ridiculous. I'm sure it was <laughs> fake. And my wife was like, what you're really watching Amish mafia, but I couldn't get enough <laughs> yeah. again, because it's so like, it was just, it's just, it doesn't take any thought. It can just zone out and just stare at it. But truth be told, I don't watch a ton of TV anyway. I just don't. I like cooking shows because that's another thing. It's mindless. Yeah. And I like to cook. And I like to cook. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I, but I don't watch a ton of TV. Mm -hmm. Two hours a day, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Uh, both of them. Oh, you know what I love? I love Columbo. Okay. Columbo. Yeah. Columbo's on every Sunday night and that's one of my favorite shows. So I, that is, I, I can't believe I did. I overlooked that. That is about crimes. Um, but that's not heavy for me. Like uh -huh. I remember as a kid seeing Columbo, my parents used to like Columbo. So, you know, I'll, I, I, I can watch that and not, and not get brought down. Yeah. It's not all that different from being a pastor. I mean, I, I try to turn off um, periodically, daily. Um, you know, uh, I really enjoy, we don't watch much TV at all, but I really enjoy watching movies. I'm a big movie guy. And sometimes people can be surprised, uh, me being a pastor. And then I tell them, like, I love Marvel movies, you know, Captain America's and Iron Man movies and all those movies. And Yeah, uh, that, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, you're young. Yeah. You know. Or uh, Star Wars. I'm really into the Star Wars movies, and um, I love movies in general. Daniel Day Lewis movies. Oh, Last of the Mohicans, one of my favorite movies of all times. So good, so good. All of, yeah, all of his movies are so good. Uh, Martin Scorsese movies, and I enjoy yeah. Leo DiCaprio movies. So, <laughs> yeah, if any of those, if any of those things are on, like like any of those mafia movies, you know. I've seen The Godfather 250,000 times, but if it's on, I watch it. Yeah. My wife has never seen any of The Godfather movies. She doesn't like movies really that much in general. Uh-huh. Uh, and she hasn't seen so many great movies that so many people have seen. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I, it's funny. I mean, I think The Godfather is one of the greatest movies of all times. And when, actually, one of the questions that I was asked when I interviewed in the DA's office was what was my favorite movie? And I said, the Godfather. And, uh, the person who interviewed me said it was his favorite movie too. And yeah. I got the job. I don't know that that's the only reason I got it, but, um, but if you haven't seen it, uh, especially if you're older, I, I don't really force it on people. Um, mm -hmm. because you never know that, you know, the worst thing is when I say it's the greatest movie of all time and people watch it and say it was terrible. And they, I feel like I let them down. Yeah, sure, sure. Now, do you, because uh, you mentioned you, you're, you're Italian. Um, when did uh, our, 
when did your family uh, did when did your family come to America from Italy? Uh, okay, so I'm, I'm half Italian. My father's side is 100% Italian. My my mother is that they're kind of a mutt Welsh Welsh German uh, northern northern European. Um, so my dad's family uh, he was second generation. So my grandparents were born here. Actually, my, I think my grandfather. Uh, came here as a baby, but my grandmother was born here. So whatever, 18, late 1800s, maybe they came mm -hmm. over. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's amazing. Do you ever, uh, have you ever made it back to Italy? Yeah, absolutely. I've been to Italy twice. Awesome. Yeah. That's uh, that's on my bucket list of places to go. I haven't been to Italy. You gotta go. You haven't seen anything until you've seen Rome. Actually, yeah. And that's true. I stand by that. But my, my favorite city in Italy is actually Florence. Mm. Um, I just absolutely love Florence. But you got to see Rome. Yeah, that's my, that was going to be a question I had was because uh, I like I like to do like more like regular small town type trips where you can like experience what it is to be a resident and, and not too, super touristy. Like is Florence something like that? It, Florence is. If I could use an analogy, if you've ever been to Pittsburgh, it's kind of like Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. Actually, maybe not even maybe not even that big. Um, but like the old city of Florence is small, and it's just it's just unbelievable. It's just, and, and I think you and I probably think alike. That's probably why I like Florence more than Rome. You have to see Rome because you have to see the ruins. You have to go to the Vatican. You have to see you know the countless things that 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 Rome has the aqueduct. Um, but on the other hand, I liked Florence better because it's just kind of a small city and it's like neighborhoods and it's quaint, uh, and it's not as overwhelming as, as like Rome or, or Paris is. Mm. Yeah. Man, I really appreciate that. Um, man, just to close up here, um, I like to ask, you know, how can, uh, you know, our church is praying for, you know, our community, people in our community, and we're always looking to help others. Is there anything, you know, that we can, uh, we can pray for you about, uh, maybe for your practice or anybody, you know, um, how can we pray for you? Uh, you could, you could just pray for me that I, um, just keep helping people out. Mm -hmm. Uh, cause that's it. That's really, what my job is about it's just helping people out and you know not not judging people there are people that that have done you know plenty of not nice things that are nice people that had a bad episode or, or whatever and you know i try to i try to see that in people and i don't want to sound too hokey or like you know and like i'm some kind of saint because i'm certainly not but mm -hmm. but that's yeah, like I, I, if I can't help a person, I don't want them even to come in here. Mm -hmm. I don't. I'd rather not have the, and I say that plenty of times. There are plenty of people that come in here that want a particular result that I don't think I can get. And I say, go find somebody to do it. Yeah. Uh, and if you can, I, I'm happy for you. But I can tell you right now, I won't, I won't be able to achieve that for you. So I'm not going to give you any, I'm not going to tell you a fairy tale. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not that type of person. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. that. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's what I, 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 I only want people that I can, that I can help. Yeah. And it sounds like, it sounds like you really, uh, I appreciate it. It sounds like you, you really try to see the best in people. Um, 
not not just like the worst about people that you uh you encounter but you see the best in people would that be like a accurate characteristic for some reason i'm able to do it with perfect strangers yeah it's, it's harder with it's harder with people that i know yeah and like family members and, and friends because you know we you know you got baggage with people like that you get judgmental but for some reason i'm able to just try to just meet people where they are when they come through that door yeah that's awesome man um we're definitely going to pray for you uh our people and folks in our church you know um they listen to these podcasts and um uh we'll be praying for you we're praying for your practice praying for your clients and um and we're looking forward to that um so, uh, man, uh, everybody, thanks so much for listening to uh, this podcast with Robert Mancini, an attorney uh, in the Doylestown uh, community. Uh, we're so grateful for you for taking the time to listen, grateful for Robert for taking the time to, to talk with us, to talk to me. Uh, you can find these podcasts on Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. We have a YouTube channel. And uh, we really hope you've had a great weekend over the 4th of July weekend. And, uh, uh, look forward to more episodes coming your way uh, very soon.